Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals. All thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. It's a grand old Live on SENSA, welcome to Red Legs Radio. Get great value at Palm and Bet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. Yes, and welcome to Red Legs Radio. Uh, you're with Richard Kelly and Joe Marciano today. Um, I'm filling in for, for Ben Hook. Uh, Joe, who's just had a little baby girl, congratulations to, to Ben and his wife, Sarah. Uh, and thank you to Palm and Bet and Climate Air Conditioning. Both great partners of the North Football Club. So, welcome, Joe. Hook, uh, I was about to say hooky. Sorry, I'm used to it. Richard Kelly, thanks, to keep having no, me. No, quite like, not quite like Ben Hook. I used to play cricket with Ben. That's right. Way back in, in the day. Yeah. Um, nah. Before I started playing footy for Nord. But, um, yeah, well done to Ben. And uh, well, let's get straight into the show, Joe. We've got um, Jay Rantel as our first interview today on the line. And uh, welcome, Jay, to Red Legs Radio. Thanks, Richard. Joe, how are you? Appreciate having me. Jay, uh, always always love having our uh, gun players on the show, and um, you know really appreciate your time uh, speaking to us today. Um, talk us through you know the season so far. Uh, all of a sudden, we're we're round nineteen, end of the minor round, and some good news is that we're going to be playing some finals football. Um, how have you enjoyed? I guess your your first league, uh, first uh, season in in the uh, SNFL. Yeah, it's um, well, what a time of year to sort of be up and about too. Like we're we're playing playing finals and hopefully the result goes our way this weekend we'll lock a, a double chance in which is um it's very exciting but it's it's sort of been a bit of a um probably from the outside looking in bit of a roller coaster season i think we we're two and four at one stage and now we're we're 12 and five um but it was definitely definitely at the start of the year even though we weren't winning those close games it was definitely the belief within the group and as the groups gelled um i think we're just really starting to play our our best footy at the moment, and Twig's got us playing a beautiful um, way of football. And I know I'm speaking on behalf of the boys. We just love playing together. So I think it's um, from a personal um, standpoint, I've just really, really enjoyed the season. I love running out there with the boys each week. And when you get some wins on the board, and, and how we've been playing the last 12 weeks, it's been it's been very exciting, and very fun to be a part of. Yeah, look, Jade, it's, it's been a really good eight-week period for the team. Um, Twig's in his second year now with the club. Do you think it's taken a little while for the club and the players to get used to his game style, but it's just started to kick in the last sort of eight or nine weeks? Um, I'm not too sure, Richard. Like, I wasn't around last year to sort of know what the team was like, but I'm aware that it's a very different group. So Twig's a, an exceptional coach in himself. So I don't think it's anything to do with... Um, game plan is exceptional and it suits the way we want to play. It was probably just um, from a player's standpoint um, and even myself, it probably took us probably two or three weeks of um, probably gelling together and, and understanding what our best team looks like and, and playing with one another. But 
Um, I understand too, we're a young team and Twig always says it, it's, there's no um, birth certificates and we want to be great now. So I think Twig gives us the confidence as a group um, and the more and more we've played together, the, the better footy we've played. Um, I think the more we work together and the way we've been playing, I think it's just really excelled in the way Twig wants us to play and we're all able to go out there and we've probably got a really good group that everyone's more than happy to sacrifice a little bit of their game just to play their part for the team and I think that's what makes a really special side and, and hopefully um, we reap the rewards of it at the end of the year but um, yeah, I, I reckon that's the main thing, everyone's willing to just chip in and play their role, play their part which we pride ourselves on and even having some big injuries to some, some really key players for us, we've had players come up and and play their role and, and demanded their spot and held their spot. So I think that shows the depth that we do have too. Hey, Jay, just, just looking at your role in particular, has it changed much since the, you know, Nunny uh, succumbing to injury? So with Matty Panos, um, has your role changed a little bit before that and after? Obviously, you're playing a little bit of wing inside a little bit as well. Um, just talk us through your role in the team and, uh, you know, the expectations set by, um, by Twig for you. Yeah, I suppose it's... Um, it's really nice having um, both both Knox and um, Nutty in the team, so I really can't wait to get those guys back. But from my um, point of view, I was, with my role, I was probably a bit more in the wing at the start of the year. And when those guys did get injured, it probably um, it led a little bit more time through the, the high forward roles and a little bit um, through the midfield. But probably in the second half of the season, since the, the league bye, we... My role personally is um, it changes each week if it's a little bit inside, out in the wing, a um, little bit of high forward, just whatever the team needs and Tweak wants from me. Um, I've got a pretty good relationship with Tweak that um, I understand what I've got to do for the team and in those roles. And I think he has faith that I can play those roles um, whenever I need. So, um, yeah, that's probably more my expectations from Tweak's point of view and what my role has been. And probably each week is sort of probably a little looks a little different too, but that's one thing I'm actually really enjoying too. And Jay, you've played 16 of 17 games this year. How's the body holding up for yourself personally? And um, yeah, how are you feeling about the next three or four weeks? Funny enough, which is quite so. It's the first time I've played <laughs> I shouldn't a have full asked. season of footy in, in three years. So um, it's, been a, it's been a blessing to play a full season of footy. Um, but the body's definitely... Definitely feeling nice and sore this time of year, but I think everyone is. But um, the pain goes out the window come final time this time of year. Everyone just that excited to play. Um, I'm aware that all our games are on Adelaide Oval too, so yep. for the finals after this weekend, which is um, even more exciting in itself. So yeah, Adelaide Oval, be- yeah, beautiful place to play. And what is the what is the training program then? Look for someone like you that's um, had a full season coming into finals. Maybe feeling you know a little bit sore. Do you back off this time of year, or what? What's the program look like? No, I just trust that um, the footy club with, with what TJ's got and, and Twig and all the coaches have planned for training each week is is that's enough. Like um, I still try and get on a little bit of extra extra touch and footy in the hands as much as I can, but I'm aware it's just a bit more of maintenance and if that's a bit more um, a few more sessions each week is sort of taking care of my body just so. I'm feeling good come Friday, Saturday, Sunday, whenever we have to play. Um, that's probably just more the focus. Than, and when we train, we train hard and train with good intent, which I think we've done all year. And it sort of showed why why we've been able to play the footy we've been able to play it, um, in the last few months. Hey, Jay, uh, going in, heading into this Saturday's game against uh, West Adelaide, 
Um, the last couple of weeks, they've been really impressive and playing some really good, strong footy. Pushed uh, the league leaders, North Adelaide, to, I think, seven points last weekend. How do you approach a game like this? You know, with so much on the line, you know, we've got a chance to cement a, a top three spot and a double chance, and, and they have a bit to play for. We had a really good win against them in Port Lincoln, um, and now we've faced them on their home deck. We played them in a trial game early in the year as well and got up. But how do we approach, uh, you know, a team like West Adelaide who, who have so much to play for, especially with a milestone in, in, a, in some uh, Logan Hill's 200th game as well? Yeah, I think, Joe, the process doesn't change. Um, yeah, the record might not look good for West Adelaide. They've only won the one game this year, but they're a much better side than a one-game uh, winning team. As you said, in the last couple of weeks, they've really pushed um, some finals teams. So they've got some really good players and a great ability. And, and for our point of view, we don't want to. We want to keep setting the standard high and um, keep striving for for what we want from one another. Um, we respect who we go out and play each week, and, and our brand of footy doesn't change about who we play and where we play. So. Um, from from our point of view, we respect them like um, they're the best team going in or the best team um, in the league. So they're definitely a good side and you don't want to get them at the wrong time of the day. But for us, we'll be sticking to our processes, just playing the type of footy we've been playing over the last few months and um, hopefully get a similar result to what we've been getting. So, Joe, you're right. Westies have um, they've pushed a couple of sides the last couple of weeks. Um, and I know you don't want to look too far ahead, but there are a few permutations that could happen depending on the results of mm. sort of where where this week goes. We could finish anywhere from top to, to third, um, depending on how the results go. So um, um, as you say, the focus um, of West is of just getting that job done and hopefully everything else takes care of itself. Yeah, Richard, you're 100% right. It doesn't really matter where we finish from first, second, third, or even if we um, finish fourth. As long as we get the job done, we'll be right. So I think that's the focus to go in there. And plus, going into finals, we want to keep building and, and growing our momentum. So we want to really finish the home and away season with a really good um, four quarters worth of footy against uh, West Adelaide, who are in strong opposition. Jay, a little bit of personal information. Uh, there's news that's come to light that you uh, do live with the senior coach, Jade Rawlings. Is that true? Just confirming that? Yeah, I can confirm that. He's a good man, Tweek. <laughs> how's, how's he looking after you? And uh, Who what, cooks? And what's he, as I was going to say, what's he? What's the main dishes he's serving up uh, during the weeknights? Uh, we do our own things week to week. He's a busy man. He spends a lot of time at the football club and with a lot of players. So um, he does make a good steak and Caesar salad. So if, he, if he's listening, he'll have a good laugh at that. Um, but no, I've really enjoyed it. Um, I'm very thankful and very grateful that um, Twig obviously offered for me to live with him and I think um, I'm honestly very lucky that yeah he's a, a great coach and, and what I've learned from him but when we come home it's a, it's a good friendship we have too so it's a, a something that I really do enjoy and um, it's uh, it's nice that we're, we're able to have a really good friendship outside of footy too which um, I'm very thankful for. And last question um, Jay from us, another one sort of outside of footy. Um, you're doing a little bit of work up at St Ignatius College with the sports department up there. And uh, as we know, Matty Panos is up there as well. Um, I'm at old St Ignatian, um, so I know the place quite well. You're doing a little bit of work with the uh, first 18 up there and, and my son, Max, who plays in the team. Yeah, uh, not thankfully enough to get me um, a bit of a job up there. So I've been doing a bit of coaching off-field with uh, St Ignatius and um, the year 10s at PAC, which are... Uh, I'm really enjoying the boys at St Ignatius. They've got a really good group there, the year 12s, um, 11s and 10s that have sort of 
all create that first and the second team. They're all they're all really good kids. They're all wanting to learn, and it makes my job really easy. And I I really enjoy um, training with those guys or helping those guys train and develop their footy. So, and I, I'm not sure what you were, were as a footballer, Richard, but your young fella Max, he's uh, he's very good. He's not quite as good as me, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> he tells me he's. All, Quite the cricketer, though. Yeah, he's pretty good at cricket as well. And that's the hard thing, balancing it with some young kids these days is both cricket and footy. But he really enjoys the environment up at St. Ignatius and, and what yourself and uh, and Noss and, uh, and Rock bring to the school up there. So, mate, thanks very much for your time today. Uh, we really appreciate your, your thoughts on where you're at, where the game's at this Saturday, and a bit of um, interesting information for life's out, outside of football for our fans. So, uh, thanks, Jay, and good luck on the weekend. Thanks, Richard. Thanks, Joe. Thanks for having me. Legend, Jay. He's, nah, he's a he's a good man. Uh, Jay Rantel. He's a he's a good man. So, um, now nah, we really appreciate chatting to him, and um, we've given a lot of players a bit of a chat this year, and, and a lot of them give us some fantastic content. So, yep, excellent. We'll go to a break and, and come back with the match review uh, from Glenelg last week. It's a grand old flag. It's a high flying flag. It's the emblem for me and for you. On SENSA, you're listening to Red Legs Radio for climate, air conditioning and solar. Proud sponsors of the Red Legs. Yes, welcome back to Red Legs Radio. You're with Richard Kelly, filling in for Ben Hook, and Joe Marciano. Uh, thanks again to our sponsors, Palmerbet. Great tackling, busting benefits at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly for gambler's help. Call 1-800-858-858. And also Rob and Greg and the team at Climate Air Conditioning and Solar. South Australia's biggest Dakin dealer this winter come home to climate it is a bit cold at it the moment joe so um speaking of cold last week uh friday night mm. um against glenelg uh, at norwood oval mm. um plenty of rain um a bit of mud it sort of <laughs> took me back to 1993 at norwood oval yeah um i know it's copped a, a fair bit of um use over the last couple of months so i'm um, feeling for barry solomon at the moment hopefully he's not <laughs> in, a, in, a, in a padded room but I'm sure it'll come good. But in the end, a great win to the Red Legs. Yeah. Uh, an important win to the Huge. Red Legs um, in a low-scoring affair, but got up by um, a few points in the end. Yeah. No, it was a, it was a good seven-point win. It was hard fought. Um, tackles were, uh, I think the tackle count was 240 all up. Wow. So 120 each per, t- per team. So, um, yeah, the ball was, I think it was a little bit of a territory battle in the game as well. And teams were just trying to find a way to... Um, manufacture any type of scoring shot or, or momentum. Um, but I thought the ca- the captain, the standing uh, skipper, Jacob Kenley, led the way. 28 disposals, 10 clearances, 13 tackles, 6 inside 50s, winning goal at the end. Couldn't have done much else, I think, on the nine. No, absolutely. Coaches vote. So yeah. he Ab- was really absolutely. good. Absolutely. Um, Nick Loudon did a fantastic job. And Matty Snoop kept him to, I think it was 18 or something touches. But not, he had you know 19 disposals himself, 10 tackles, 4 clearances, and Bain and Lowe. Hit the scoreboard with two goals, five as well. So an all-round uh, strong performance against a really good team. And we probably gave him a couple of goals with a few free kicks. It was holding the ball decision there. And, um, yeah, we, we gave him a couple of you know goals through Lockie Hosey. So um, I was really impressed with, with the game. And um, it gives us an, yeah, another good chance to get a, a top three spot. Yeah, and just a bit of a bit of a sidebar. Bain and Lowe kicked two goals for us last Friday night. Been invited to the state draft combine. Yeah, no, he's he's he has had a really good year. You know, he came back from an appendix um, appendicitis, sorry, a couple of weeks ago, and, and against Centrals and didn't miss a beat. He was really clean at ground level and um, two goals five last week. Won't be too happy reading that. The old, uh, I think Tommy Donnelly, he's uh, his Tasmanian teammate, 
said uh, it doesn't like me getting stuck into Bain and Loaf with the two goals for five. But uh, he's had uh, he's had half our scoring shots yeah, basically on the yeah, night. Yeah, no, that's, he was. That's a fantastic effort. And he's and he's I think he's featured in the goal goal of the week a couple of times as well. So he's he's manufacturing and crafting goals out of anything really, mm. which is really um, really exciting and. I'm looking forward to seeing him during the finals. Yeah, maybe that game got him over the line for a bit of a, an invite to the state draft combine as well. Correct, yeah. Um, I did see a few recruiters there in the stands on uh, oh, did you? on Friday night. There so it'll be interesting to see. Um, well done to him. Uh, well done to him. So yeah, it was an excellent win. Puts the second on the ladder, Joe? Yeah, equal yep. second with the Crows. Yep. yep. So yep. Um, again, yeah, the Crows, they, they have the showdown this week against Port Adelaide. You think they'll probably get up on that one. And North Adelaide, I remember who they who North Adelaide North Adelaide have got Sturt. There you go, Sturt. Yeah, so and Sturt are fighting for a top Yeah, there's spot. some interesting permutations again, what's happening. So um, Sturt are fifth, Eagles are sixth. Sixth, yep, got um, south. Uh, Eagles have got south, yep. is that right? Yeah, so depending on what, what, what happens there, look, you would expect maybe North to win, but Sturt, yeah. Sturt are a good, good solid t- team. and. If the Eagles do win by by a fair margin, then then they may sneak into the five. But, Correct. Um, um, anyway, let's keep talking about Norwood. No, don't worry about any anyone else. That's right. It's a Norwood show. Norwood show. Um, uh, any other best players or um, stats you want to go through from last week? Joe? No, I'm pretty good. We're still again, we're still yeah. still leading tackles. I mean, tackles per game. We lead number one, ranked number one in the competition, eighty six point four to Glenelg second. So our pressures there, our clearance numbers are really good, strongest in the comp again with thirty eight point three a game. Um, and, you know, we're, we're just doing the right things at the moment. And Twiggy's got us playing a brand of footy that resonates well with our fans now. And we can expect it every week. And um, the boys have been excellent. But, uh, like I said, we need, to, we need to continue this week against West Adelaide. It looks like a good brand of finals footy to me, Joe. So, fingers crossed that um, bodes well for us in the next couple of months. Let's move on to the People's Choice Credit Union yep. Award. You yep. happy to yeah. move to that, Yeah, Joe? let's go through yeah. that. Um, again, Tommy Donnelly, he's, uh, he's leading the charge with 1,098 votes. Uh, Harry Boyd was one of our main getters last week. He's up to, he still remains in second with 433. Nick Roker at third with 217. Jacob Kennelly with 216. Bain and Lloyd, Ben Jarvis, Ethan Warburton, Matthew Panos, Jay Rantel, the man we spoke about just before, and Jack Hurd, 76. So um, that's the top 10 for the People's Choice um, leaderboard. And um, we love our People's Choice, what they do for us. They're, they're really great partners. They, they were at the pre-match, I'm pretty sure, last week. They were. They had a couple Dickie. of tables at the pre-match. So, I, yeah, just putting it out there, I didn't see much of the game. I was okay. sort of in, in the Wolf Play Centre. Um, but, again, thanks to People's Choice Credit Union for putting up that award. Um, $500, Joe, for the winner um, at the end of the season. Yeah. And, and thanks to the Vans for voting each week as well. Yeah. And uh, I'll just quickly run through this. Uh, teams are brought to you by our great partners in Paradise Motors Mazda, Paradise Mazda, Proudly family-owned and operated. Book a test drive today. I drive a paradise. Hookie does as well. We love it. So um, get into Jeff and the team down there. Um, I don't actually have a full squad for you, um, Richard, at the moment. I think there's still some the to deliberation mm. at match committee. But what I can say is Cam Tahini, Max Hodge to potentially debut wow. for the footy club, Mitch Carroll and Max Michelani are all in the mix to come in, uh, whether they play at reserve or league level. Is uh, getting decided, and uh, like I said in the injury report, Mitch Cotter is uh, a test at the moment. Whether he plays either league or reserves, probably through the reserves after a lengthy um, stay out. Of yeah, certainly um, some some interesting names on that list there. Max Michelani, great talent for the, for the club, um, can still play under 18s for us as well. Mm-hmm. I know they're in the mix for the well. They're certainly sitting second at the 100%, moment. Hundred yeah. percent. Need to win on the weekend to um, to cement their spot. Um, so well done to Max if he gets a, a another game at league level. Be I'm sure. He, I'm sure he will. Um, Relish do very well. Yep. Yep. Fantastic. And um, and just lastly, our one to watch for the under 18s, Cruz Polkinghorn. Um, versatile player who's rolled through the wing 
at our inside mid rolls for us in the past uh, couple of weeks, playing off the halfback line at the moment. Uh, Polkinghorne collected 20 disposals on the weekend and took the, the most marks of the day with seven. He also laid five tackles. He's a left footer uh, and uh, has a great kick to open up the, the game for uh, our 18. So he's one to watch for this week, Dickie. Great to see uh, Cruz doing well. Um, a young lad from the Air Peninsula uh, from, yeah. our, from our zone, which we've been working quite hard on the last uh, 12 months. So right. excellent to see the results coming through from there. Yeah. No, we, um, we love our uh, EP boys, and a lot of them are getting a go uh, at an under-18 level. Um, as well. So I think Noly's done a great job with the team, Dickie, so far. Yeah, no, he, he has. And uh, look, I know the under-16s have had their challenges this year as well. Um, I'm sort of across the juniors with with um, some some kids coming through that I um, uh, let them on, <laughs> that play in that. But the under-16s have had a, have had a challenging year, but are um, doing everything possible to finish off the season um, in the right note. So good luck to them against Westies uh, on the weekend as well. Yep. And Dickie, um, obviously looking at our uh, junior setup at the moment, and you've got a really good eye for this. Um, you know, who are some of the pe- some of the guys in particular that we can expect going forward um, to be featuring in the in the senior men's program in the next couple of years? Look, we've seen obviously Max Michelani, who we mentioned before, um, who's come through the junior ranks and has played some reserves and, and, and league footy. There's a couple of others that have played um, some reserves this year: Tyson Walls, uh, Logan Evans, Van Wick. Um, Alex Van Wick, um, a tall ruckman, um, had a really good game a couple of weeks yeah. ago in, in the reserves. And it, look, it just depends on um, yeah numbers and, and what the what the club's looking to develop. But um, there's certainly some some exciting things happening in the juniors, and hopefully the next couple of years some some real hard work's gone in at the last sort of twelve months, and, and hopefully we see some some fruits of that labour. Really important win for the under 18s last week as to where they were on the ladder. Uh, close game against the Bays, who are probably favourites to, mm. to win that um, competition at this stage once they get all their college kids back, uh, which will happen in a couple of weeks' time when finals start. But um, a really important win uh, for the under-18. Sort of sets them up for a good tilt at the finals. Um, as we said before, the under-16s, um, a lot can happen um, between now and um, sort of two years' time. But there's, there's some exciting things happening in the juniors as well. So um, good luck to them on for their last yep. game of the weekend. Uh you're listening to Red Legs Radio, Joe, um, 2022. Thanks to Palmerbet and Climate Air Conditioning. We'll be back with Maddie Suckling very soon. It's a grand old flag. It's a high-flying flag. It's the emblem for me and for you. On SENSA, you're listening to Red Legs Radio for climate, air conditioning and solar. Proud sponsors of the Red Legs. Yes, welcome back to Red Legs Radio. Great to be with you. Thanks to Palmerbet. Get tackle-busting benefits with great odds, more markets, and great value at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gamblers' help, call 1-800-858-858 and Climate Air Conditioning and Solar, South Australia's biggest Dakin dealer. This winter, come home to a climate, and we're just doing a little bit of rotation policy here uh, with me and Richard Kelly. And... Um, Dickie, talk, let's talk about it now. I've Getting, come off the bench, haven't I, Joe? You have, yeah. you have. But, uh, you know, we love we love a little bit of a, a rotation policy. Um, let's talk about it. Finals, coming into it. Um, you know, how exciting is this time of year to just to be around the club? As a player, there's nothing better than, than, than playing finals footy. Um, the weather starts to change. Uh, the grass starts to grow a bit. The love wind, September. The wind picks up. Um, it's just that just that time of year that you, you just... You just crave for as a as a as a footballer, and there's nothing better um, than having on your CV. Um, I played well in finals, oh, and I gosh. won a grand final. And does it make a difference that both the Adelaide teams aren't in the finals in the AFL? 
Um, gives look, more purpose and potency. Look, it, it does, and obviously the, the structure's changed a little bit with the um, SNFL in, in sort of recent years where our grand final is now before the AFL grand final. Um, great that it's on a Sunday. Um, Norder in there, Norther in there, Glenelga in there, Sturder in there. Yeah, big Some names. real big clubs of, of the SNFL. And obviously the Crows are in there as well. They haven't been there for – they've been there for a couple of years, Joe. Who's that? In sorry? the finals, the, the Crows. Um, uh, so they the missed, SNFL? Yeah, 2019 was their last finals appearance, I'm yeah. pretty sure. And they had a prelim with Glenelg. Yeah. And look, you could throw a blanket over you know, a couple of those teams yeah. in, in the in the top three. Obviously, we're playing some really good footy at the moment. North have probably been the measuring stick yeah, they have. all year yep. um, under Jacob Surgeon. Um, the Crows, they're... Um, um, they will get affected by that. They will. And they've obviously got 15 or 16 players they can play yep. in the um, in the final system. And, and depending on... Um, the top up players well, they'll be competitive. Um, Sturt have had good finals experience before. Yep. If the Eagles sneak in, who knows what they could do? Yeah, so essentially the criteria is for the Crows. They have had played a percentage more of SANFL games than AFL games, and they have had to play three games from June 30 onwards for the SANFL team. So they've only played one, but they still meet the criteria. That doesn't count. So someone like a Matt Crouch. Is he Matt available? Crouch is not available. Not available. Played not, too many games. Too up. many. Yeah, he's had a high percentage of AFL games yep. than SANFL games. Yep. Um, but there might be a couple this week. I think Elliot Himmelberg, if he plays AFL this week, doesn't make him um, allowed to play SANFL finals. If right. they they might arrest him and go, you know yep. what, let's get him prepared for the SANFL yep. finals. So plenty to play out there. Um, Dickie, everyone needs to get their merchandise now because it is going to be hot selling this September. Um, and we need to be wearing our red and blue and have us in numbers. Uh, at Adelaide Oval in the, in the next fortnight. Yeah, make sure you keep checking Nord Facebook. Pete Nanotti's at the club. Yeah, Pete's there. Um, open most days. He's doing a great job for the club. And yeah, absolutely. We'd love to see the Fortis Army, um, the red and blue, come out in numbers at Adelaide Oval. Yep. Um, come next Sunday. Tickets, Joe, for the SNFL? Yeah, so finals? tickets will be on sale. They're actually on sale right now. It's, it's quite interesting, even though we don't know who we're playing and, and times. But I believe the, the, the games for the finals will be on a Sunday. Next Sunday, so um, you'll get all your ticket information next week, and then those eligible members that have come to every home game um, will get a complimentary ticket to the finals, and they'll get a code sent out to them. I'm pretty sure. So um, just make sure you keep um, up on the club's websites, and we'll have all that information go out to our members. Any problems? Next week. Any problems? Fans ring Joe at the club; he'll sort you out. Yeah, if you want to come to me, come to me. But uh, you know, it's probably not the greatest greatest well, decision. Also, Angeline, this, this time of year, Joe, um, we get into final round, um, umpires' votes. McGarry medal coming up pretty soon. Yeah, um, yeah Let's have week. a chat about, you know, potential favourites from the North Football Club with the McGarry medal. Yeah, you've got to say Harold Boyd. Is Harold. Up, Harold is up there. Um, and, and Nick Roke has been tremendous this season. I think those two have really played really well. Jacob Kenley, Jay Rantel. Jay Rantel's had a really good back half of the season. Um, so it's going to be interesting. Um, your thoughts? Yeah, Jay Rantel, running machine. Harry Boyd, around the football a lot. Number one. Number, number around one. the footy a lot. Has to be there. He's in the umpire's eyes. Um, obviously played well at state level as well. Oh, Nick, and Nick Rokar as well. Yeah, I he's mean, a ball fingers, magnet. Ball magnet, and he's had a great year also. Fingers crossed for those for those two. Yeah, no, they've they've got some we've got some real, you know, potential chances to win the McGarry, but um, you know, I think I think they've got Aaron Young that's been really good and um Harrison Wig, a couple of those guys that are, are in those North Adelaide um, ball yeah, ball movers. Yeah, they they have been and um and I'm not sure how Partington years. I think he's been a bit low you know, on his standards. Yep. Um but they've got, you know, all these guys that are real um, under the coaches, under the umpires' eyes, big vote getters, they'll they'll definitely poll well. So um, that'll be interesting as well. Just wanted to touch on next week as well. You know, this week, next week's a big week. How would you go about you know the training load? You know, how if you were a coach to get and you know put your 
coach, coach Hannon. Hannon. Yeah. How would you go about it? Would you have a lighter night on Monday and then have a good full training on Tuesday? Or? Well, it's, a, it's a normal Saturday game. We've got till next Sunday. So yeah. there's a sort of an eight-day break. Yeah. Um, TJ at the club, high-performance yeah. um, program would be all over that. Um, monitoring workloads, um, how the guys are feeling. Um, it would have been planned six or seven weeks ago as to sort of what the next two or three weeks looks like. Mm. Freshen them up, um, get them right for Adelaide Oval. Bigger, bigger oval um, that they'll be um, covering um, compared to, to Norwood Oval. They would have taken all of that into account and I'm sure they'll be primed for next Sunday. Um, Matty Panos and Matty Nunn. Hopefully. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Well, Matty's a bit of an X factor for us if we can get Matty back in. Obviously, Nunny, great, captain. Leader, great leader for the club. Um, Nos, a bit of an X factor um, for us. Um, hopefully, his body's right. Um, we can get some good, good training into him uh, and in for the first game. Uh, you can see when he's played for us this year how important he's been and what a match winner he can be. Yeah, so it's likely that we're, you know, depending on it, we're likely to versus the Crows. So it'll be a, a huge game. Big deck. They Now, they train there often as well. So that's good. that's a real advantage for them. But um, I think we played well on big grounds. Um, we played in Conquer no longer a couple of weeks, uh, not longer, Elizabeth a couple of weeks ago. So um, now, look, it's going to be a huge final series coming up. We're really looking forward to it here um, at the Norwood Footy Club. Uh, a big, big week ahead, big month ahead. Uh, and we'd like to thank all of our supporters for listening. You are listening to Red Legs Radio for 2022. Thanks to Palmer Bet and Climate Air Conditioning. And just before we go, Joe, coming up, Matty Suckling, two-time premiership player, number 21 for Norwood. A couple of famous number 21s for Norwood, but Matty Suckling is certainly one of those. Coming up in our past player segment next. It's a grand old flag. It's a high-flying flag. It's the emblem. On SENSA, you're listening to Red Legs Radio for climate, air conditioning and solar. Proud sponsors of the Red Legs. Welcome back to Red Legs Radio. You're with Richard Kelly replacing Ben Hook, who's we mentioned previously in the um, in the show. His wife just had a baby, so congratulations to Ben and Joey Marciano. Uh, we're up to pass play segment, Joe. Yes, we are. Uh, we've got a great pass player of the club, wore the number 21. Um, reminded me of another 21 Number 21 from the 80s and 90s, Justin Scanlon. Oh, yeah. Body shape, hard-nosed. Uh, we welcome Matty Suckling to the show. Matty, welcome. G'day, gents. Thanks for having me. Suckers, uh, always a pleasure to, to chat to you, mate. Um, talk us through how you're going, what's, what's been happening in the, in the life of Melbourne, and uh, in particular, big. let's get straight into it. It's a big game between Collingwood and Carlton this week. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, mate. Yeah, you know I'm a Collingwood supporter. Um yeah, so life post Norwood has been quite interesting, actually. Um, you know, I'm sure some of the supporters are aware that follow me on Facebook and Instagram and all my various social media that <laughs> I met a Mexican girl. Um, we got married over in Mexico a couple of years ago, just before COVID, luckily. And, um, yeah, just started a new career in real estate, actually, um, in the last 12 months. I should have my license, hopefully, in the next month or so. And Good um, yeah, still scratching around trying to get a kick. I retired for about four, four and a half years, but um, pulled the boots back on this year to, to try and lose some weight and, and get my fitness back. <laughs> well, congratulations on all that, Matty. Let's just go back to the start of your career with Norwood. Um, came over in 2011. Just tell us how you got, where you came from, how you got to the club um, and, and, and how you enjoyed your, your first couple of years at the club. Yeah, it's funny. I was actually telling this story to someone the other day, actually. Um, so uh, I'd finished in the TAC Cup in 2008 as an overage player, um, did a pre-season at Richmond, just missed out on um, a rookie spot there and ended up playing two years at Port Melbourne where 
you know, I didn't wasn't getting the best out of myself. I was in a pretty pretty poor headspace and probably not the right environment to sort of help me through that process. And um, I was about 20 or 21, I think I think it was, and I really wanted to play at the highest level I possibly could. And at the time, the knock on me was um, was my speed, and I felt well. You know, if I want to make it to the next level, I need to sort of step outside my comfort zone and force myself to get better. So I actually emailed uh, Waffle Clubs first because I wanted to go over to Perth and um, no one got back to me except for East Fremantle. They actually said, uh, look, we're not interested, but here's a number of a, uh, of a Quaffle side. I think it was Broadpeach. <laughs> go speak to them. Oh. Um, so that was a nice little slap in the face. And then <laughs> um, the next best thing was obviously going over to the SNFL, which turned out to be a blessing in disguise. I emailed a highlights package and sent some emails out to a few clubs. Um, luckily, uh, Norwood and Port Adelaide got back to me and um, flew over, trained for a week at Norwood. There was no guarantees at Norwood. Um, Rossi and Bass basically sat me down and said, um, you know, obviously we're being decimated in the draft. That was 2010 pre-season. So, uh, you know, Lowy and Dykes and Timmy Weatherall had all either, and Trotty had either retired or been drafted. So it's out of you and another bloke. If you train well, we'll offer you a contract on base wage. And if you don't, then you'll be packing your bags back to Melbourne. So got through that trial period and they offered me a contract, which I'm forever grateful for. Port Adelaide did as well, but with the position of their club versus Norwood, I felt that you know it would be well outside my comfort zone to go to a club like Norwood that just lost the grand final. It's going to force me to get better, force me to be a better player. And I knew that I was going to, have that opportunity under under Bass with no guarantees of, of playing every week. Great story, Matty. Those, those those clubs in Western Australia, their loss was, was certainly Norwood's gain. You ended up playing seventy seven games for the club and uh, and a couple of premierships in there. Um, your um, your relationship with Bass and the coach at the time, obviously he he set the club on a on a really good path. How did you find Nathan as a coach? Yeah, he Nathan was um, probably the first coach that I've had in a long time that at the time saw me for what my strengths were as opposed to what my weaknesses were. So, you know, I wasn't the quickest player. I didn't have great agility, but, you know, I was I was a very fit footballer. I could run a long way. And um, obviously I was strong in the contest. I was reasonably clean. I had good foot skills and, you know, my decision-making in close was normally pretty good. So, you know, given that, you know, vacation, I suppose, of players and especially senior players around the ball, you know, there was an opportunity in the midfield if I was to have a good pre-season and, and show my wares. And, you know, even even in the trial games, I remember not setting the world on fire at all. I, I got sat on in a game against Westies. I don't know why, because there was a nobody coming over from Port <laughs> Melbourne and they tagged me. It was bizarre, but the bloke did a really good job. I didn't touch the ball. And, and then another game against North Adelaide where I was okay, but didn't set the world on fire. And I genuinely thought that I wasn't going to be a chance to, um, to play... Um, round one, but, you know, Bass had ultimate faith in me and sure enough, um, you know, picked me for round one and the rest, as they say, is history. But I will touch on something to sort of touch on the sort of coach that Bass was um, and I'm sure he's to this day at, at Port Adelaide. He, um, I'll never forget, so it was the week of the South Adelaide game. I think it was round six or seven and my first few weeks in 2011 were very good and then I started to sort of peter off a little bit and... Um, He's like, Matt, you know, I just want to catch up for for lunch with you. You know, are you available this week? And I said, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, Wednesday, Bass. This is, might have been on a Monday or a Sunday. So for three days, I couldn't sleep because I thought he was going to drop me because where <laughs> I came from at Port Melbourne, the only time Gary ever spoke to me was when he was dropping me. So 
we've gone to uh, have a soup at the um, at the local cafe, and I said, Bash, I can't, I can't wait any longer. You're dropping me." And he just sort of looked at me cross-eyed. He's like, "No, mate, you're coming second in our best and fairest, mate. I just want to see how you're going since you're in this paper." <laughs> I was like, "But that's that's the sort of coach that he was. He was he was honest and he was blunt. But if you sought the feedback, he was going to give it to you. Super analytical, and." Um, and prepared us to be the best possible players that we could be. So, yeah, very grateful to have him as a coach. Yeah, I think as a club, we were probably quite lucky in, in, at that time having Bass on board. Um, certainly with yourself and what you've described as, as yourself as a player, it takes, it takes a really smart, intelligent coach to see these things. Um, yeah, as you said, speed might not be your asset, but there's plenty of other assets there. And, um, you know, it's great that, that Bass could see that and could give you the feedback and, and certainly sort of paved the way for some success uh, sort of through your time at Norwood. Um, speaking of success, um, two premierships. Um, the first one in 2012 versus West Adelaide. Talk us through that and that, and that season. Yeah, so that was, outside of the day that I got married, that was easily the best day of my life. I think, um, you know, the combination of everything, all the hard work, the sacrifice, you know, what we went through as a team, um, not that we had so many individual setbacks per se. We were, my whole time at the club, we were always very strong and successful um, in terms of a win-loss ratio, but more so just the ultimate achievement of of achieving that thing together as a group. Um, our reserves that day were incredibly unlucky to lose the grand final. They played Centrals. Centrals dropped, I think it was nine or ten players back from their senior side just to beat us, and the boys only lost by seven points. And... Um, you know, to have essentially 42 players playing off for a premiership that day and then following on from that success, you know, having the same amount of blokes participate in all of our social functions, including footy trip, was just a testament to how close that group was. So 2012 was incredibly special um, from that perspective. And, yeah, just to be able to play with some of my best mates and achieve the ultimate, you know, I'll just i never forget when the siren went, jumping on Brady Door and then turning around and seeing Luke Jericho just screaming at me crying and I was blowing my eyes out. It was just, it was a wonderful day. And the other thing as well was to be able to reward, you know, loyal servants of the club like James Gallagher, who mm. obviously had bled, bled for the club for so long. Um, to be able to reward him with the premiership was pretty special. And you could just picture Gags in that last quarter when he kicked that goal, goal. And, uh, and sort of how, you could see how happy he was. Kick the badge. Pick, Kiss yeah, the that, badge. Exactly. But if you talk about that game and even that season, Matty, our, our defensive structure... Um, was really, really solid. Um, and I don't think Wesley's, from memory, scored a goal to the third quarter. Yeah, so, um, yeah, it was, it was actually really interesting. Um, so 2011, there was a couple of adjustments that we needed to make after, obviously, losing the preliminary final to, to the Eagles, and that was really disappointing. And Bass went away, and he had a bit to do with the Campbelltown Raptors soccer, soccer club. And he got the... The idea of the press came around from from basically that and identifying what soccer do and the way that they come forward to defend and then the players behind them slide across and occupy that space and so we just meticulously trained that for six months and you know all about shape and forcing the opposition into slow play because we knew we were so strong around the ball and we were so well set up behind the ball that if we did force them into slow play and bail out that we'd be able to turn the ball over you know and we had a couple of for a complex defensive structure we had a couple of really, really simple cues. Um, you know, things like Bass always used to say to us, you know, especially with our forward pressure. Um, you know, the only way the ball comes out 
from our forward line is after we've kicked the goal and the umpires are throwing it back to each other to start the game again. So <laughs> that, that was our mantra and that was our belief and um, we executed it really, really well. Hey, suckers, talk us through the... We had the uh, 2012 uh, Premiership reunion this year. Um, you know, talk us through that and how, how it felt as a, as a past player coming back to the club where you spent so many great years, had so many fond memories of the footy club. You know, just being in the room after a win and seeing the new establishment of the Wolf Bus Community Centre and then catching up with so many, you know, past players and officials. I mean, talk us through that that weekend in itself. Yeah, well, you, you need to take a lot of credit for that, Joey. Um, <laughs> the way that, that that was run and, you know, Clades as well gave us a lot of assistance and um, a big shout out to JB, Jay Spode. He, you know, he kicked everything off for us, you know, three or four months before that and was the driving force behind making it happen. It was a, like, it was a wonderful occasion. And, you know, you know, to be perfectly frank and honest, that's the first time I've been back in an official capacity of the footy club or in any capacity really since since I left. And I didn't, I didn't leave, not the club itself, but with some of the people at the time on the best of terms. And, um, you know, for a long time, you sort of, not that you have a resentment, but you do have a feeling of disappointment in terms of how much passion and love that you have for the club. And, you know, when that's taken away from you, it sort of, sort of does sting a little bit. So to be able to come back and, and see the position that the club's in, you know, the Wolf Blast Centre is, is spectacular. It's amazing. It's going to set the club up well into the future. Um, I actually said to Paul, you know, the one thing that without making it totally about us, um, you know, a big part of that development being able to take place was, the fact that that group was able to achieve three premierships and the financial windfall that that generated for the club and, you know, the support, the memberships and all those sorts of things was certainly on the back of that success. So, you know, to have a very minuscule ownership of that is, is wonderful. And, yeah, it was just amazing seeing all the boys again and, um, you know, rekindling some of those friendships and, yeah, just being in the same room together. It was just, yeah, it was wonderful. It was great. Matty, that's, um, look, it's been great chatting you to, today. Um, you certainly need to be proud of what you've achieved at Northern Footy Club. Two-time premiership player at the club. 77 games, 21 goals. Great um, advertiser team of the year 2013. Premiership premiership year as well. Um, South Australian game. Um, it's been great to, to share a bit of um, your Norwood time with the uh, with the Norwood community, Maddie. And uh, we certainly appreciate your time. And, and hopefully next year, 2013, we can have another premiership reunion. <laughs> For sure. And get them all back to the club and and relive those memories again. So, Matty, it's been great great chatting, uh, and thanks very much for your time on, on Redlegs Radio tonight. Thanks for having me, gents. Really appreciate it. Yeah, Matty Suckling, what a, what a great guy he is, Dickie. Could speak yeah. to him for all day, literally. Oh, look, we didn't have enough time to talk about the 2013 game against North Adelaide, which was actually the last game at Footy Park that there, there was, um, SNFL game, because obviously um, games moved to Adelaide Oval yeah. um, after right. that. But... Um, yeah, thanks for joining me today, Joe. It's been a pleasure sort of um, filling in for Ben Hook. Maybe I could do it again next year. This is this is the last Red Legs Radio for the year. Is that right, Joe? Or are we heading into finals? I believe so. Uh, not not too sure. I think there's a few little agreements to be put in place here, but well, I'll, let, I'll, crossed, let, I'll let the my man Dale Fleming organise fingers, that. Fingers crossed we, could, we will be back um, very soon. See all the supporters at the game. Richmond Oval. Yep. High Sense Arena on, on Saturday. Yep. And, um, and thanks again to our sponsors, Palmer Bet. Uh, get tackling, busting benefits with great odds at Palmer Bet. Uh, make sure you gamble responsibly. For gamblers help, please call 1-800-858-858. And to the great people at Climate Air Conditioning and Solar, South Australia's biggest day can dealer. Um, this winter, come home with climate.
Thanks very much for joining us. See you next time. G'day, Mike Hussey here. Get on board Australia's best fantasy cricket game, KFC Supercoach BBL. It's fun, free and easy to play. Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005.